This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie and helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Will gun control help prevent mass shootings? That's what we'll be discussing today on Exposing Washington. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Once again, you're listening to Exposing Washington with your host, Walker Wildman, on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, Many of you, I'm sure all of you, have known, uh, heard about, and been informed about the shooting in Parkland, Florida last week. Uh, It's really a a tragedy. Uh, uh, 17 lives were lost. 17 innocent lives uh, were taken at the hands of a murderer, at the hands of a gunman in Parkland, Florida, at a high school there. Um, So that's going to be the topic of our show today. And really, we're going to talk about solutions, because that's usually what the conversation centers around or revolves around after such tragedies is, what can we do, if anything, to prevent such tragedies? And I think that's it's it's okay to have these discussions. Uh, We are a solution-driven society. And when we have problems, especially when innocent lives are taken, we want to find a solution to hopefully prevent such tragedies. So that's what we're going to discuss on the show today. And I just want to start out by saying that my heart is very heavy regarding this topic because, once, as I said earlier, lives were lost, innocent children were taken at the hands of a murderer, and this is no light topic to, to discuss. Um, so, but some, some students and parents in Parkland, Florida and across the country are demanding that Washington and state legislatures enact certain gun control measures in an attempt to end the mass shootings, the mass killings that we've seen going on, that we've seen happen in our public schools. And we'll get into the specifics of certain gun control measures later in the show and whether those those are a good idea or not, or even whether they're constitutional. But right now I want to bring in a guest and that knows much more about guns and laws than I do, and that is Mike Hammond with Gun Owners of America. Mike serves as legislative counsel with Gun Owners of America. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Walker. And let me say that our thoughts and prayers go out to those who were victimized in last Wednesday's shooting. There are some in America who I assume would minimize the impact of prayer, but we're not the, among them. Yeah, amen, amen. Thank you for saying that, Mike. Uh, tell our listeners before we get into the to the to the hard topics uh, around gun ownership and the Constitution. Tell our listeners a little bit about Gun Owners of America and kind of what y'all's main purpose is. Gun Owners of America is a membership organization of about 1.5 million law-abiding gun owners. Our purpose is to uphold without compromise uh, the principles embodied in the Second Amendment to the Constitution. All right. Simple enough. I like that. Uh, I happen to be a gun owner myself. Uh, I have my 
highest uh, uh, civilian license that you can have in Mississippi, and uh, I take pride in my guns, and of course, Congratulations. I, ta- I take pride in following the law and uh, and yeah. protecting myself, although thankfully, I have not had to use it, but God forbid I ever have to one day. Um, anyways, but uh, so so this is a personal topic for me, gun ownership. Yeah. Uh, but I wanna I wanna dispel some myths or what I think are myths, but you can tell me if I'm wrong. We often hear the term assault rifles in the yeah. media. I mean, th- this term is pounded, pounded day after day in the media yeah. when a shooting like this occurs. Is there actually such thing as a quote assault rifle? Well, there is, but uh, AR-15 isn't one of them. I, I was in the military uh, when I was somewhat younger, and I was issued an assault rifle. It was an M16, and it, the reason it was an assault rifle is it fired automatically. That is, you push the trigger, and there's a burst of fire. Uh, the assault rifle is a term devised by the gun control movement in order to make a gun which is just about like any other gun, seem unusually scary. In fact, the only way AR-15 differs from, it has less kinetic energy than a shotgun. It has as much a magazine capacity as a lot of other guns, including some handguns. The only way it differs from other guns is cosmetically, uh, it has uh, features like bayonet lugs, which some liberals regard as scary. But it is not an assault rifle. Yeah, and I didn't think so. Um, it's not as a, it's not an assault rifle any as much as a pistol could be called an assault pistol. Um, yeah. uh, so uh, so that's a very misleading term that is used to strike fear in those who are not very knowledgeable on weapons and, and what a certain weapon is. Exactly. Um, so assault rifles have not been used uh, with in large. I'm talking in large. In, the, in such school shootings, they are semi They haven't been used rifles. at all. I mean, uh, actual full automatics are, have not been used in any crime that I can think of because, among other things, you can only own one if you go through a six-month FBI check or fingerprint and get a license. There you so go. assault rifles, as they're strictly defined by the military, are, are absent from any criminal activity. Uh, that's what I thought. That, that clears that question up for me. Let's move on to bump stocks. This has become uh, an also a topic of discussion, especially since the Las Vegas shooting, where I think uh, upwards of 50-plus were killed. Uh, the, the, the shooter there did use, from, from what I understand, he did uh, uh, use a bump stock on some of his rifles, not all, on some of the rifles Mm -hmm. that he had. Tell our listeners what a bump stock is. Is it legal? What it does? Yeah, it's legal. It's a device, and it was found legal by the Obama administration, of all people. And they weren't particularly pro-gun. But what it is is a device which uses the recoil of a rifle to press your finger against the trigger at a faster rate than you probably could if you were just trying to flex your finger. But it still causes the rifle to fire only uh, separately each time the trigger is activated. So the rifle can't fire unless you pull the trigger again. So it doesn't change a semi-automatic rifle into a full automatic rifle, and therefore it's federal law doesn't allow it to be regulated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you say 
that uh, the government has a generalized authority to regulate the safety of things, which is what you'd have to say in order to regulate a bump stock, right. then right. that would give it the authority to say, oh, we're going to uh, ban AR-15s because they're not safe. We're going to ban handguns because they're not safe. We're going to ban high-capacity magazines. Yeah. Uh, if you cross that Rubicon, basically the government has the authority to ban anything. Yes, I completely agree. And that's why I know, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but Gun Owners of America's position is that banning bump stocks is not the solution. Am I right? Absolutely, and I, I would never correct you under any circumstances, Walker. <laughs> well, but, hey, uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Okay, I like to read up on my information to make sure I'm correct, uh, especially when it comes to topics like this. Uh, the last thing I want to cover real quick is, you know, everybody thinks they have the solution, and and I honestly think having a conversation about the solution to mass killings, mass shootings, it, it, I think in America it's healthy to have that discussion as long as we're not trying to infringe on people's constitutional rights. So, for Gun Owners of America, uh, uh, what what would you say, do y'all have a solution, or what would y'all propose? Yeah, we have about ten solutions. Give us two or three of the main, most important ones. Uh, okay, let's start out with, we have now, in uh, 1996, uh, the government imposed a ban on guns in schools. Uh, within two years, uh, two years and change, Columbine happened. And since then, as a result of this intense media coverage, uh, every every disillusioned young man on Adderall in front of a uh, video game sitting out there is looking at coverage of these killers, and I could name them, but I won't, yeah. and saying, aha, now I know how to get my 15 minutes of fame. You could start mm-hmm. out by the media uh, voluntarily choosing to use restraint in glorifying uh, these people engaged in these mass killings and thereby encouraging more. You could also basically turn the school into a place where, like the White House, like the Capitol, like a Hollywood party, you actually have armed guards to defend it. Mm-hmm. Somehow uh, we have no problem putting armed guards in the Capitol, but uh, uh, perhaps the most important part of our country, our children, uh, we uh, leave them defenseless against any uh, guy who chooses to violate the law and walk into their school. Yeah. Uh, thirdly, I think you could you should look at the fact that this guy spent 15 hours a day playing violent video games in which he got points for actually killing people. Uh, he's probably an Adderall kid under the federal idea program. And a lot of people said for a long time that you're creating a bunch of ticking time bombs walking around uh, ready to explode. Yeah. The FBI had uh, two warnings uh, that this guy was about to shoot up a school and didn't act on them. Yeah. The police came to his house 39 times and found that he had engaged in various felonies and yet took no action. Yeah. And, and finally, you you have a school in which... Basically, it's uh, uh, certainly legal to apparently teach these kids to curse like sailors, but the Bible is actually uh, prohibited. Yeah, very very good points, Mike, and I, I totally agree with all of those points as far as what we need to do, at least a first step in making our, our, our schools safe, just like we do other other public places where where tragedies could occur. Uh, but, Mike, tell our listeners where they can find out more about your organization. 
find us at www.gunownersperiod.org. Okay, gunowners.org. All right, thank, thank, you, thank you, Mike, for coming on, and we'll have you again sometime. Thank you so much. Welcome. God bless. All right. Well, there you have it. Not from me, but from someone who does this for a living. When I say does this, they they spend time defending the Second Amendment and and very knowledgeable. That was Mike Hammond with Gun Owners of America. Uh, what I got from from Mike and his organization is we need to arm uh, our schools and and by that I mean law enforcement officials, possibly teachers in schools. Uh, We need to defend our schools just like we defend our airports and our public facilities when it comes uh, to protecting innocent lives. You've been listening to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. We'll be back in a few minutes. Attention all Christians who believe that America needs a spiritual revival, an awakening, a message of the gospel for our times. This is Alex McFarland encouraging you to attend the 2018 edition of Truth for a New Generation. This is a conference with the theme, Save a Nation. And on March 23-24 in Greensboro, North Carolina, you will hear an amazing lineup of speakers, including Josh McDowell, apologist J. Warner Wallace, Lauren Green and Todd Starnes from Fox News, attorney Abe Hamilton III of the American Family Association, music by the bands and orchestra from North Greenville University, and much, much more. Sessions for all ages, equipping you to share your faith confidently in any situation. Visit truthforanewgeneration.com. That's March 23-24, TNG 2018. You can find it at truthforanewgeneration.com. Presented in part by the American Family Association. For centuries, the Bible has inspired humanity and shaped the very world we live in. But how do we know this book is the Word of God and not merely the words of men? What we believe about the Bible is based on what we believe about its source. The God Who Speaks explores the evidence of the Bible's inspiration and authority through some of the world's most respected biblical scholars. We have essentially a dual authorship. So it's true to say that Paul wrote Romans. It's equally true to say that God wrote Romans. He says, we saw this. And that sets the Bible apart from almost everything else in the ancient world and its religious pantheon of gods and goddesses. The God Who Speaks is a feature-length documentary from the American Family Association. Available now at thegodwhospeaks.org. Welcome back to Exposing Washington on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Exposing Washington. Previous segment, you heard Mike Hammond with Gun Owners of America gave us some great insight into their view of the Second Amendment amendment their view of what we need to do to protect our schools a very very intense discussion a lot of emotions behind it uh, understandably because as i mentioned lives have been lost or or people innocent lives have have been lost 
because of mass shootings. So we're going to move on, though, and talk about uh, the gun laws that we do have on the books. And we're going to look, and, and, and I'm going to try to break down and see if certain gun control laws would actually have prevented past shootings, past mass shootings. Uh, but, but before I do that, I want to break down what the suspect in the Florida shooting or uh, what he used. He, he This is from the New York Times, and I'll post this all on the podcast page at AFR.net, the Exposing Washington podcast page. The 19-year-old, I'm not going to mention his name. He's not worthy of the publicity. The 19-year-old man, the murderer, the suspected murderer, carried a black duffel bag and backpack where he hid loaded magazines, the report said. He arrived at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, in an Uber, which is basically like a taxi, at 2.19 p.m. on Wednesday, this was last Wednesday, and pulled out a semi-automatic rifle, according to details described by authorities at a news conference the day after the shooting. He used an AR-15, as I mentioned, that was purchased legally at a gun store in Florida. The rifle was purchased legally, according to federal law enforcement officials. The next thing I want to mention is what what are the laws now? Do we have strict laws when it comes to purchasing guns? Well, compared to Europe, we don't. And compared to China and these other places where sometimes people can't even own guns, our laws are pretty liberal. But guns are regulated in America. Don't let the media fool you. Guns are regulated in America. Um, here, here's a few of the laws. This is from the National Rifle Association, their uh, website. Here's some of the federal laws on gun ownership. It is unlawful for someone to own a gun who is illegally using certain depressants, meaning pills, narcotics, or stimulant drugs. So it is illegal for people who are illegally using certain drugs to purchase a firearm. Those who have been adjudicated as mental defectives or incompetents are those committed to any mental institution are not allowed to own firearms. Thirdly, those who are dishonorably discharged from the armed forces, they're not allowed to own firearms. And a prime example of that law not being enforced properly, the guy, the murderer who shot up the church in Texas a couple months back went into the church in the small town in Texas, I think Springland or Summerland, something to that extent. He was dishonorably discharged from the military because of domestic violence, because he was beating his wife. It might have been his girlfriend. He was beating his partner, and he was dishonorably discharged, but the military, whatever branch he was in, failed to enter this into the, into the, to the database, to his, to his profile, so with that, when you run a background check, it shows up. So that law was in place to prevent him from purchasing the rifle he used to murder the churchgoers in Texas, but it was a breakdown in the system. So in that instance, it was a failure to enforce our laws and, and, and follow them, 
not a, a lack thereof, not a lack thereof. Lastly, the last one I'll mention, and I'll post all these on the podcast page at AFR.net, is anyone convicted in a court, in any court, of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence. So if you've been con- convicted of domestic violence, you're not supposed to purchase a firearm. This is according to federal law. So we do have pretty good laws on the books to prevent dangerous people from purchasing firearms. Um, we wanna, I want to look over recent mass shootings. When I say recent in modern U.S. history in the last decade or two, look at these mass shootings. And, and, and we have to ask ourselves when we're talking about regulating the Second Amendment, which I think which I think the Second Amendment, honestly, is already too regulated. But let's just say, hypothetically, we could prevent some of these mass shootings because of certain gun control laws. Well, let's look. You have to ask yourself the question, will certain laws prevent certain tragedies from occurring? And, and, And as we look back at the Virginia Tech shooting in 2007, the Virginia Tech shooting... 32 people killed, 32 people killed in Virginia at the University of Virginia campus. The murderer in this instance used pistols. He used pistols. And the, the reason that's relevant is because you hear, you hear those in favor of gun control shouting, we got to get rid of those assault rifles. And we addressed this in the first segment. There's no such thing as, as an assault rifle in many of these instances. So they're not using an assault rifle like is used in war in Afghanistan and Iraq. They're using semi-automatic rifles, such as many people, many Americans, many law-abiding Americans used to go hunting or for target practicing. But in Virginia, the Virginia Tech killer used pistols. He used pistols. He used a Walther P-22 pistol, and he also used a Glock 9mm pistol. And that just shows, okay, let's let's just grant, let's grant the fact, let's just say hypothetically, those who are are in favor of the Second Amendment say, all right, well, we can ban semi-automatic rifles. Well, then they'll use pistols. They'll use pistols. Not to mention it's totally unconstitutional to start banning certain types of weapons. So in Virginia Tech... A ban on, quote, assault rifles or a ban on semi-automatic rifles would not have helped. The killer used pistols, solely pistols, to carry out the carnage in Virginia. Let's look over and let's look back into into the Orlando massacre. And the, uh, it was a nightclub in Orlando. Uh, This was back in 2016. The killer in Orlando, the terrorist, this was a jihadi, an Islamic terrorist, he did, I, I will grant it, uh, I will say and note, he did use a semi-automatic rifle in in the Orlando shooting, but guess what he also carried with him? He carried with him a 9mm semi-automatic pistol. So, so semi-automatic rifles are not the lone choice for murderers. In America, they take all kind of weapons with them. They don't care. Whatever kills, whatever I have access to, um, I'll take. Um, and the Las Vegas gunman, this guy, was armed like like he was in the, going to war. He had dozens of rifles. Some of them had the bump stock 
They were modified with the bump stock to allow rapid paced shooting. Um, but he had many pistols and other kind of weapons with him. He did not just use semi-automatic rifles. And the reason I'm mentioning all this is because it goes back to the question I asked, I proposed at the beginning of this second segment, and that is, will certain gun control measures stop mass shootings? And I would just like to simply say they will not. They will not. Murderers will go to whatever length they can to murder people. And Senator Marco Rubio noted this on the Senate floor last week. Let's listen. The struggle up to this point has been that most of the proposals that have been offered would not have prevented not just yesterday's tragedy, but any of those in recent history. And I'm going to say now what I'm going to really emphasize at the end, just because these proposals would not have prevented these does not mean that we therefore just raise our hands and say, therefore, there's nothing that we can do. It is a tough issue because it is part of the reason why it is so hard to prevent these is because if someone decides that they are going to take it upon themselves to kill people, whether it's a political assassination of one person or the mass killing of many, if one person decides to do it and they're committed to that task, it is a very difficult thing to stop. But that, again, does not mean that we should not try to prevent as many of them as we can. That, in some circles, it isn't fair or right to create this impression that somehow this attack happened yesterday because there's some law out there that we could have passed to prevent it. For if there was such a law that could have prevented yesterday, I think a lot of people would have supported it. But I also want to be honest to people who share my point of view on these issues. I think it's also wrong to say that there's nothing we can do. And I would admit that perhaps even I in the past, in the way I've addressed this issue or spoken about it, may have come off as dismissive with the argument that since none of these laws would have worked, there's just nothing we can do and we'll just have to deal with it. Yeah, Marco Rubio, Senator Marco Rubio there just after the, the killing in Florida a, couple, a week ago. One thing I want to mention when it comes to gun control, uh, hypothetically, let's just say we ban, let's just say we ban all, all, let's just say we do away with the Second Amendment. No more firearms in America, and magically, let's say the government, the government confiscated all the firearms in America. Well, you look over in Europe, many of you might remember the Abadiklan theater attack in 2015. Terrorists killed, Islamic terrorists killed over 130 innocent people in Paris, France. They have the strictest gun control laws in, in Europe, but yet guess what the terrorists did? They smuggled the weapons in, weapons in from out of country, and they smuggled in fully automatic weapons that were all illegal, and they committed the tragedy there. So gun control laws are not the solution, and that's the point I'm wanting to make today. And I also just want to say this. Democrats, liberals... All those who subscribe to the Marxist ideology, they are using this tragedy in Florida, just like they do all the others, to attack the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And if we take away the Second Amendment of the Constitution, we might as well not have any other amendments because the government will intrude on every other constitutional right and we will become a communist, socialist, government-run in every aspect of our life, country, 
And that's not what we want. That's not what we want. My solution is we must arm arm officers in our schools. We must protect our students just like we do the White House and the U.S. Capitol. We'll be back next week on Exposing Washington. Thank you.